Um, I need to think of a like more interesting way to introduce this podcast because every time I'm just like, "Hello, welcome to the Transatlantic Theater Podcast," and then it's just it's just boring, you know. Anyhow, I'm Oscar. You're who? I'm well, I'm, I'm Oscar Reese Freeman. Sorry, I didn't get my full <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, who the fuck is Oscar? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, nice to meet you again, uh, Oscar. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend calls me Oscar. She's like the only person on the planet who calls me Oscar, and like where I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I've. It, it was only like a while back where I was like realized that she does that. You know, I thought about this funny thing, right? So you know, JC. Anyways, I'm yeah. I'm Marcos Rodriguez. <laughs> be here again. Uh, but anyways, I used to say this shit to JC, and it was fucking hilarious. And I'm gonna ruin it, and it's gonna be terrible once you hear me say it. But uh, you okay. know how he's a junior, and this goes for every yeah. junior. Yeah. Well, when they're having sex with their girls and they're saying their names, they're they're screaming out their dad's name to them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even worse, when their mom is having sex, they're screaming out their names. Their son's name. Yeah, their son's name. Okay, yeah. yeah, I mean, sure, I guess, so, in, a, in a way. And you you're have correct. your uncle's name, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start by saying I don't think anybody's uh, ever screamed out Oscar. Oscar. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> okay, then. So nobody has screamed out your name except your uncle's. Well, they've, they've. My. This. Listen, it's a, it's a weird conversation to be trying to approach. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I really. I was really tempted when Dave was on the podcast not to introduce him by his full name because I remember I used to call him that all the time during, during the school days and he used to hate it. <laughs> was it uh, David Luis? Garcia Jr. David Lewis Garcia Jr. Oh, Lewis, I'm sorry. No, it's Luis. Yeah. Uh, they're Mexican. I thought it, he always told me that it was Lewis. He never said it was Luis. Oh, it's because I mean, I remember he used to say that David was really. He thought it was really annoying because people would like find out he's Mexican and like call him David or something like that, and like he'd be like, "No, it's it's just still David, dude. Like that's still just my name." I've like, never <laughs> heard. So I've never heard David like ever. Even on like my Spanish and Mexican side of the family, they never pronounced it mm-hmm. like that. They always just called. They just said David. Um, mm-hmm. but uh as for lewis it's always been luis so but uh it's whatever I mean, people can pronounce their names however they fucking want you to i don't care <laughs> yeah uh just yeah that's i mean that's i mean we go through that with my name all the time it's like i really don't care what you call me yeah <laughs> like most of the people that i know in Camarthen, west wales yeah uh they all call me la la <laughs> Yeah, that's that was my nickname. Well, like l- yeah. literally, my my old roommate. If I see him, he'll be like, "Oh, hey, like, like." Yeah, and he'll yeah, he'll he'll call me and talk to me and message me, and he'll he'll always refer to me as LA, and he's like one of my very closest friends over mm-hmm. here. So like, mm-hmm. and it's it's not like when I when he says it, I'm always like, "Oh yeah, that's what people call me here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over and uh... like, oh, I just got so annoyed because like everyone would call me that over there, uh-huh. and like when I would introduce myself to new people, if I was like with other friends. They'd be like, oh, what's your name? I'm like, hi, I'm LA. And they'd be like, and they're like, but what's your real name? I was like, doesn't matter. Like, that's what everyone hears. That's what everyone here calls me. So you can either get with a program or you can fuck off. Like, I really don't care. Just, just call me LA, please. Yeah. I swear to God. It was because um, my, real my assistant, name. my assistant manager, uh, his name was Oscar. So like yeah. I got there <laughs> and this is kind of the, the start of when I stopped going by Reese. Yeah. Over here is because I got there and, um, 
my the manager was like oh this is oh it's really funny we have another oscar and she like points to him and she's like this is the assistant manager and he was like what's your name i was like oh it's oscar he's like oh my name's oscar too and he um he was like we'll have to come up with something else to call you so it's not confusing and like right as i was about to be like oh most people just call me reese he was like oh you're from la i'll call you everyone this is la (laughs) (laughs) and just introduced me to everyone as that and then that became my name um yeah as as a thing and if uh, if we're gonna tell weird stories (laughs) if we're gonna tell weird stories going back to the beginning of the the conversation yeah the weirdest thing i've ever had is somebody screaming out la in the middle of sex really (laughs) again because again it was what people knew me as over there but that's what they called you that's what she called you yeah it was was weird (laughs) (laughs) it was like as it was happening i was like my goodness that that is fucking great that's a great story reese that's fantastic you hold on to that there (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you've never been called la during sex now have you Uh, getting called daddy is so trivial these days i really don't fucking like it though i really don't i've had a girl ask she was like can i call you daddy if you have to ask the answer is no just say yeah (laughs) well yeah if you have to ask the answer is no but i'm glad that she did because like well no i said sure but but, like i just don't i don't dig it i just it doesn't do anything for me if it does anything for you like her like i'm like ah fine do it do if you want but it kind of freaks me out like Um, like uh because i work for a call center uh i've i've people call up and they don't know the phonetic alphabet but they'll try really hard (laughs) yeah um and i've had like this like 60 year old woman be like um e for echo d for daddy and i'm like oh don't please fucking don't d for d- <laughs> you should tell her no it's actually docstrot docstrot <laughs> and to be really pedantic i get really annoyed when people say quebec oh quebec it's quebec it's quebec yeah it's quebec but that's that confuses people because i've had somebody tell me <laughs> I've had somebody use Quebec for K before. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, why I they pronounce it Quebec. Because if they say Qua, it makes more sense to them that it's a Q. I guess. Yeah. Sure. But oh my God, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. K-, uh, K as in Quebec. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying, but you fucking idiot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What were we talking about before we started the podcast? And I was like, we should start the podcast because this is stuff we should talk about on here. Oh, I don't know. I was just talking about changing the oil on my truck, and uh, that was it. We, we were just kind of catching up, and somehow, oh, we were talking about manual. Yeah, we we're talking about manual cars. Driving. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, cars, stick shift versus uh, automatic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how we got started talking about um, about being called by people's names and shit i mean that was just me bringing that up randomly but i don't know what the yeah. fuck i was talking about before well that. speaking of calling people by their names <laughs> oh yeah yeah look at that what a segue what a transition <laughs> yeah. also last episode was the quickest i think we ever spoke about a movie <laughs> oh really you because, and rodri or me and yeah you? rodri like oh my god like <laughs> uh just like he immediately jumped in i was like oh Rob, this is this isn't how the podcast goes <laughs> you haven't listened have you <laughs> yeah no you didn't <laughs> and then we like we did talk about stuff but like afterward after yeah. we talked about the movie yeah for, like yeah. a decent while we, i think we talked about it speaking of since you weren't in the last episode did you watch or have any thoughts on the black cauldron that you want to say um on the podcast um uh just i like the art style i like the representation yeah. as well 
uh, it felt more accurate. I feel like, you know, in other Disney stuff, they they often change the names of a lot of the characters. And this one felt just slightly more respectful towards the regular, the actual story. Uh, well... <laughs> what? They mispronounce everything. Well, yeah, but the names are still the same, <laughs> Reese. Their names are still the same, except, like... Of course they mispronounce uh, everything. <laughs> I think it's, like, Arianoi or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever yeah. her Princess name is. Arianwi. But they call her Adi- Arianwi, and yeah. I'm like, it's Arianwi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it was... It was rough. Yeah, I mean, you gotta give him... And what's his name? The dude with all the fucking Ds in his name. And they said his name. It's like... uh, You can... If you'd like to hear my opinions and Rodri's opinions, you can listen to the newest episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to (laughs) Um, when I'm driving or something. Let's see. The Black Cauldron. I just want to find his name because I'm probably even going to say it wrong myself again, like I I said last episode. Yeah. Um, But his name is... I think it's like Flauthier... Oh, something like that? Yeah, I can't imagine them pronouncing that. Yeah, Flauder. And how do they say it in the Disney? Flauder. But they kept, But they kept the names, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they did. They, they kept them. those those double S and those double Ds. Yeah. Know? But, they but that's the thing them. is like, so the double F makes an F sound. Yeah. Which is confusing for a lot of people because the F makes a V sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then double D makes a uh, a D H sound. Really, well, it's like not a T H sound. It's a D H sound. But in English, we use both of them represented by the same thing. Reese, we like use th and dh for the same. Them double d's. Reese. I, 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 how long have you just been saying <laughs> them double d's? Oh, for a while. I know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's just, that's the thing that I liked about it is that it is mm-hmm. very different compared to a lot of Disney movies. So um, yeah, it felt more respectful because the other Disney movies just feel like such blatant ripoffs and they, they oftentimes yeah. change so much of the original story that they're almost ruining the original message yeah. of the story now i'm not saying they didn't keep the same message for this story but at least yeah. they kept things well the, the main problem that Rodri and i discuss is just that it's like five books and they tried to condense it re- like a, like i think three of them into one movie oh it's like the hobbit and the so hobbit. that's why there's so much just no because the hobbit's one book in three movies they took You're three right. books and put it in one movie yeah, yeah and that's why like that. a lot of the movie just feels like uh rushed and like kind of like there's too many things being introduced but yeah. it's because they're just trying to put things from other books in yeah instead of just trying to do one book which yeah 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 i wonder how that would be if they redid it you know what i mean and did it uh, yeah like with at least two movies or some shit <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it'd be interesting but i think i think there is um it, I, I would be curious to find out if it's they have the rights still like disney still has the rights for all that stuff of course of course yeah, disney has yeah. the rights man disney owns the rights to half the fucking world that's true so <laughs> but you know what they don't own the rights to call me by your name so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I just want to jump in and find out uh, just kind of immediately what you think of the film because I probably have a, a lot that I maybe will say um, and yeah I it's probably going to be a lot of praise so, so usually when I watch a, a foreign film um, mm-hmm. I go on with these uh, ideas of course that, oh this isn't a foreign film technically but um, it's it's it's, tech, it's made by Sony Picture Classics I think so it's I kind of American Classics. but it's but it's uh, like a ta- it's it's a it's a standard European film it's like Italian and French companies yeah, 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 both yeah. having their hands in it yeah see that's how it kind of felt but normally yeah. when I go into watching a foreign film um, I understand that there 
outlooks and thoughts on sexuality and um you know intimate situations are very different mm -hmm. than that of americans perspective on it all mm -hmm. like we're so much more reserved and uh we're we're less open about our sexuality so going into yeah. those types of films i'm already i'm automatically taking things with a little bit of grain of salt for example something that i might see is like oh that's a little gay you know um mm -hmm. in europe or something like that it's like what do you mean that's gay they're just friends you know like it's just like yeah. they don't see it like that so i understand that because for example watched... la bise in in france like the kissing, oh, oh, the the kissing. yeah yeah i was like yeah. yeah i think that's what that is yeah i couldn't remember the name of that <laughs> when i was yeah. watching the movie but um yeah yeah something like that whereas oppositely in france if you were to like hug a, a like a guy that you just met mm -hmm. they'd be like what the fuck is going like they'd be like <laughs> offended like this is way too intimate what you're doing to me right now mm -hmm. kiss me on the cheek please <laughs> <laughs> just fucking kiss me already god damn yeah. it that's that's but that's legitimately the thing they think hugging is really intimate yeah see so it's just different um yeah and and all that because i've watched some other foreign films that were uh just very open sexually with uh you know same-sex characters or even uh characters of opposite sex and it's just yeah. casual it's not looked at it as any type of homosexual or any type of erotic and so mm -hmm. whenever i watch films like this I, I automatically go into that thought okay maybe they're just being you know friendly uh mm -hmm. but as the movie kept going on i was like wait now hold on that's a little gay <laughs> <laughs> and so it had me at the edge of my seat thinking like yeah Okay, so is this guy gay or like what's going on? Mm. And uh, hold on, give me a sec. Somebody ring my fucking. Door I guess so, oh, oh, it's yeah. just a male person. All right, but uh, um, so like did, I, that that occurs to me because I did you know much about this movie? Beforehand? I knew nothing about this movie. You knew no okay, yeah, okay. Nothing at all. So I I knew quite a lot about the movie before I watched it. So I kind of knew where it was gonna go. So that's interesting to hear from a perspective of someone who didn't know where the movie was really going to go at all. Yeah, it's the best way to experience a film. But uh yeah, so I'm really like is. I'm like yeah. going into it and I'm I'm like sitting here trying to figure everything out. I'm trying to solve it because they don't show you a lot at first, obviously. They show you more later on, but mm -hmm. at first you're still kind of trying to understand their word games. It, it becomes a word game with you almost and it yeah. feels like the viewer becomes involved in their uh affair and it's really yeah. i think nice. in the beginning that scene where they like it's a fun scene where he's you know they're talking about etymology but i think it's kind of it's a, supposed to be emblematic of the they're kind of what you said word games yeah. in the film is like they'll say things but what do they mean what's what is it where is it coming from so yeah i knew you were um, gonna mention that because after i saw that scene i was like this movie was made for Reese, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. I legitimately the first time I watched the film, it just the line, um, so excuse me, I'm just gonna speak etymology for a moment. I was like, Oh, this is this is my film. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. what I thought too. I was like, this is why Reese fucking chose this shit. Because <laughs> uh, it's a movie in Italian, French, English, one scene in German. Yeah, for I was some, gonna say there's like, a little bit of German. Random bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it's there's a so I've read the book as well. Yeah, this is a book as you probably know from the credits. Uh, and there's a line in it that I just it, it just explains like what I'm gonna be as as an old man where it's just like uh, the dad he's talking about how his father wouldn't 
Um, like he considers it, considers it like an unsuccessful night if there's not more than three languages being spoken at his dinner table. <laughs> wow. Like, and even though he, even if he doesn't understand them, he wants that just like this grand, you know, mm-hmm. people at his table every night to enjoy dinner at his place and just hear life existing around him. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cause when you're, uh, when you're a archeologist, like, like that for what he does mm-hmm. you know you're constantly dipping your toes into cultures and histories so it makes sense that he wants to have that same culture like the people of the i don't culture. know if he's an archaeologist or if he's an anthropologist oh an anthropologist because that would make sense. more yeah yeah it would make more sense because he just studies culture and and like language and culture and and history and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like the broadest thing I could think of that is his profession. Yeah, and, and but anthropologists is... would make way more sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that that makes it. Yeah, it makes sense then why he would want people from different cultures at his table and yeah. speaking the language of their their heritage and everything. It's yeah. really cool. Um, but yeah, like that couple who was arguing and all that shit that they had there. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The whole family was just staring at them like, oh my God, these people. And like, they're sitting there like, st- I, I love the line where they're like, why aren't you saying anything? And then he goes to try and speak and they speak over him. <laughs> I like it when they're like, <clears throat> uh, ask the American. He's like, the American knows nothing about Italy. And he's like, ask him anyway, but he doesn't speak Italian. He may not speak No, it's, it No, she he- says... Um, what about you? Why don't you have an opinion? She goes, because he's American. She oh, goes, yeah, 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 just because he's American doesn't mean he's doesn't stupid. Doesn't mean he's stupid. Yeah, that's what the line was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. So, yeah, sorry, you, you were talking about, like, your opinions in the film, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was going to say, <clears throat> on top of everything about that, I mean, I, I liked how it was done. I liked how it was, it was presented to us. It made us think, and it made us, uh, you know, it, it involved the watcher mm-hmm. in their word games, which I really enjoyed. Um another thing i really enjoyed was the the actor the boy i don't remember his, mm-hmm. uh the elio but i don't yeah, Tim- know uh it's so it's a lot of people call him timothy yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is actually timothy chalamet yeah yeah there you go but he so that he dude. like he goes by I, there's interviews with him where he's like <clears throat> most people call me tim uh some people call me timothy and it's fu- or timothy and it's fine but really it's timothy <laughs> but uh, he did a great job yeah, he's he's a really good. It's it's. I don't know how much you've seen him like kind of explode recently in the past few years since this film, mm-hmm. but I think it's warranted. Like people saw this film and went, "He's really good." And yeah, just put no. In a bunch to of show stuff. to first of all speak multiple different languages in a script is difficult yeah. on one aspect. So he obviously from his name, his mother is French. Yeah. Um. So he speaks French and English fluently. Um. Although he's a he's he was a bit more like shy i feel like with his french when this movie first started because there's interviews with him in france uh-huh. where he uh he's speaking and he's like oh sorry my my french is kind of shit like and they're like no you're fine <laughs> um yeah. but then he did he did the king which was a not very good film um but i watched it anyway and it, he speaks a bit of french in that one as well uh-huh. um where he plays prince hal from henry four uh-huh. uh the shakespeare plays yeah but like it's just a it's like it's one of those movies where I watched it and I was like I'd rather just watch a version of Henry IV because they're just doing like a really kind of boring version of this. This is kind of the vibes I get from him though. It mm-hmm. like he did well right in this role, but yeah. that makes me think did he do well because of how he was directed? Um, oh yeah. So it's like because there's like a there's a fine line. Some actors 
get Oscars because of their director doing so well mm-hmm. with them, whereas others don't, and that's because they had a, a shitty director. They didn't have any direction to go. Um, so that's why that kind of makes me wonder about him, and because I haven't seen him in anything else, that's how I kind of feel at the moment. Um, <clears throat> but regardless of that, uh, he did fantastic in this role, I think. Um, the, he showed a lot of complex emotions uh, yeah. very well, I think. And I really liked that. Um, yeah. And then, like I said... He does a really good job in this movie. The, yeah. yeah, and he's just so young. He's like... He was crazy young. Was 17 he like barely... or 18 in this film. Oh, he, he... Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how uncomfortable the other actor must have felt like being, you know, big top daddy on him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently, like, so one, there's a scene or there's an interview with them where they talked about, like, the the director wanted them to start feeling more comfortable with each mm-hmm. other, so he had them practice a lot of lines just like like you would just without cameras, just like the, all three of them just practicing lying pra- and practicing that scene where they make out mm-hmm. on the hill. Yeah. Um. And they said he said, "Now I want you guys to just kiss until you feel like you shouldn't be kissing anymore." Um. And they they said they just started like, uh, they start going at it, and then like. They don't really know how much time passed, like if it was a long time or if it was like no time at all. But when they stopped, like he was gone, like the director. Hmm. And like the whole point being like he he just wanted them to like realize afterward that, you know, don't feel like you're being watched. Feel like you're just the two of you. Yeah. So when you come out of that moment, it is just the two of you. Well, that's good for the actual scene. Mm-hmm. But also, it sounds yeah. like he made him a little bit gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's in it, Timothy Chalamet's speech mm-hmm. for accepting the Oscar uh, for best supporting actor or best main actor, I guess. Wait for I, this I, film. I think it, yeah, I think so. Hold he on. got he got an Oscar um, for this. Let me check. Ah, Timothy Chalamet. Um, Imagine getting an Oscar like fucking 17 yeah i know right it's nuts i feel bad for fucking leonardo <laughs> dicaprio <laughs> <laughs> uh da, 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 woody, no it's a woody allen film this is 2017 where's the fuck is call me by your name why is it not at all mentioned in this bit there we go call me by your name da, 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 Chalamet, da, da. So it says he received an award for best actor, but it doesn't say whether or not might not have been an Oscar. He actually won it. Um, let's see. If I click on "Call Me by Your Name," it should tell me like what, what Oscars, Oscars it won. Yeah. yeah. Critical response. Uh, <laughs> Critical's response. It was good. I, was... I remember him giving a speech about the movie and he said he he was like i want to thank army hammer's wife for letting me make out with her husband for like six months <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good uh thing to say <laughs> yeah because i made a um, lot so okay i don't want to divert too far away from the movie but i want to bring something up that's come out that i after uh like i suggested the film i've i've discovered a bunch of weird stuff online about this uh-huh. so army hammer is apparently in the shit right now why uh, because some girl released some text messages yeah. that he sent her. And this is, oh, by the way, alleged, yeah. in case anybody sues us. This is, like, it's not been proven yet. We don't, the, they haven't verified. Yeah. Like, we don't know if the, these messages are actually from him. But the thing is, the messages 
are weird, but like I don't get what everyone's angry about. What are they? What, what and maybe you may might agree, maybe might not. So he like sends a person like a bunch of messages about like uh, just really weird BDSM shit. Okay. Like he's like, I want you to be my slave. I want you to be. I'm. I'm gonna be your master. Yeah. Um. I want to drink your blood. Huh? I want to cut off one of your toes so I can keep it in my pockets so that I have you close to me. Oh, that's. Weird. I want to be able to touch every part of you, not just your skin, but on your insides. I'm a cannibal, uh, <laughs> and like weird shit like that. That is weird. Uh, it's weird, but I, as I said to like, I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, I feel like I've heard weirder things in a club, like every day. <laughs> Uh, just go to a BDSM club and you're gonna be like oh this is basic shit I'm a cannibal maybe not I'm, I'm a cannibal yeah, like, to say, be honest like that, the, the I'm a cannibal line is a bit weird Yeah, it, I'll, I'll admit that that one's weird but what I don't understand and keep it in my pocket but on the other hand that one. he hasn't like said like I murder people and eat them <laughs> like unless there's evidence and like and if it comes out i'll prove i'll say like oh shit well, i was wrong unless it comes out that army hammer fucking murdered somebody and then ate them like mm -hmm. so what like he's just into weird shit like <laughs> i i don't understand why suddenly we're kink shaming people <laughs> no yeah, yeah i mean i mean i don't think we should i think it's fucking weird but i think um like why would he say that to her if not him thinking it was you know confidential uh yeah so thinking it's confidential but also then like a, yeah it's yeah i and, i just and i'm not sure a what a lot of things when uh you know when they think it's it's completely confidential so i mean who knows yeah like, but people also say a lot of weird shit when they're just like trying to talk dirty to people like, that's what any, i'm saying if yeah, any of my talking... messages came out when i'm trying to of me trying to talk dirty to somebody i'd fucking you know i'd be pretty upset because like well, see, i'm a pretty open saying. person but yeah. it's not really something that i want people to read but that's what i'm saying is like uh exactly he would say a whole lot of crazy thing thinking it is confidential like that yeah. like he's trying to have sex with a person maybe he thought that's yeah. what she liked um <clears throat> maybe she told him that like hey I, I want you to say this or whatever the fuck you know what i mean yeah so there's no context and i don't like the fact that there's no context it's just an isolated group of messages right yeah yeah so uh but apparently like his a bunch of his ex-girlfriends have come out and been like yeah he's kind of weird which i'm like so like yeah. uh, un unless you're saying he fucking sexually assaulted me yeah and i wasn't okay with it which i haven't unless there are articles of that mm -hmm. then i'd be wrong but everything i read which to be honest it was hard to try and find fucking shit to read because like it took me so long to even find the actual messages because mm -hmm. i like looked it up i found out i heard about like the stuff with army hammer i was like oh shit um and the reason i found out is because now Timothy Chalamet and the director of this movie, Luca Guadagnino, are a little bit under fire because weirdly they've decided to, um, they're in the works of making a movie about a cannibal love story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so everyone was like, it's poor timing, guys. <laughs> Actually, I don't think so. I don't think it's poor timing at all. I mean, maybe it, like, it could be capitalizing, but Actors... I think it's just an odd choice. Actors oftentimes uh, try to assume the roles that they're going to be playing. No, but he's not going to be. Oh, he's in not it. even going to be in it. No, it's it's the it's Timothy and the director Luca Guadagnino. Army Hammer is not a part of this. Oh well, then that's just a weird coincidence. It's just it's either a weird coincidence or they were just like, guys, maybe we should make a movie about you know a cannibal who loves people. 
like our our good friend Army Hammer. Well, all, all cannibals love people, man. They love the way they taste and everything. That's very true. Yeah. They do love how they taste. Yeah. Especially with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but uh, that that is fucking weird. Um, yeah. No, it's that's the thing is at the end of the day it's weird, but like yeah. I don't understand why he's lost jobs now for it. Well, because cancel culture, but uh, yeah, yeah. If literally no one is coming out saying, "Yeah, he's he's done this to me," he's yeah. he's terrible. Like the worst yeah. thing, <laughs> it, the worst thing I could find was was somebody was like, "He carved his initials into my leg." Okay, some people are into it. I've done that. Shit yeah, I was like, yeah, that's, but, that's uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a thing. Like I I read that and I was like, yeah, that's BDSM. Like, yeah, congratulations. Like, that's Good a, job. Who cares? But the eating <laughs> yeah. people thing is different. Now, eating people is different, and keeping somebody's toe in your pocket—that's a different. And but... then fucking like these things can be fucking uh, like uh, like where is the evidence that these messages are even coming from him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is it's it's not been verified yet, but that also just means that it's it could be tied up in courts. Like yeah. that's all it means. So it's just stupid. I'll just wait for it to come out. I think yeah. it's wrong that he's losing work for it. Um, because of well the first job that he lost like quote-unquote lost i kind of could i understood because he was like so first off um his wife and him aren't together anymore like they apparently divorced last year so like it even if these messages are proving infidelity it's like okay well that could be why they broke up we don't know that's their personal life like Mm -hmm. it's it's like when uh yeah but just just there's a lot of it it just i forgot where i'm going with this (laughs) Well, private life, keep it private. Yeah, <clears throat> I think is essentially um, what you're trying to say here. But yeah, his 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 first job that he kind of like quote unquote lost was he was like, I've got some kids. Given everything that's happening right now, I just want to stay home with them and not spend six months in the Bahamas or wherever it was like shooting a film. Uh-huh. Like, and I was like, that ah, that's that makes sense. It seems like it was may may have been the you know studio also pushing him toward that direction, but it's still the right choice on his part. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's a little weird, but fuck, man. He's yeah, maybe he's a little weird, people. but he's not killing. Yeah, as long as again, as long as he hasn't actually murdered anybody and eaten them. Yeah, like he's not. Oh well, doing things to people without their consent. Yeah, that's another thing. Like consent is very important. If if that girl gave him consent to to be like that with her, then and then uh, she turns around and is just like look at how weird he is that's messed up that's fucked up man <laughs> like, don't yeah. do that. well that's the, so that was what i was getting to of like the sources of this is a bit because ske- like not sketchy in terms of like maybe the people but like all the articles i could read mm. were like the sun the daily mail cosmopolitan i was like none of these magazines i believe anything (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm not like reading them going like oh i believe all this like yeah like it just feel it's i know everything i'm gonna read is gonna be hyper like hyper sensationalized Mm -hmm. um so i don't know like yeah like i i'm not getting proper like i feel like information about it all dude but anyhow speaking of he's super weird in this movie though (laughs) in this one yeah i mean like he's just like yeah not like weird but he's like definitely like you know, he's, he's there. He's that kind of person of, like, that kind of controlling, egotistical kind of, like, uh, he, you could see this character as being that kind of person who's, well, like, into more <clears throat> dominant kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 kind of. But um, you definitely see him as a, uh, he, he knows his cool kid on the block kind of a guy. 
Um, yeah, I think there's an element. I think at the beginning you're supposed to think he's the cool, like he comes off and thinks he's the cool kid on, on the block. But I yeah. think what, one of the better parts of like after they actually admit their feelings to each other mm-hmm. is like you get little snippets of actually seeing him reacting after they've had. Because most of the time it's Oliver leaves the room and then you see Elio like dealing with the react of their interaction. Yeah. But then there's like the scene where he sucks him off for a second and he like closes the door mm-hmm. and then you see him like just be like. He, the look on his face is just like, wow, I can't believe I get to just do these things that I want to do. Like, just this kind of, like, liberation in his face. And you can see that in, like, the fact that he is so hesitant at first to do anything. Because even though he comes off confident, he is, like his mom said, she, he's really shy underneath. Well, like, yeah, he, him sucking he him isn't off was, was uh, more about insecurity, I think. Yeah. He was insecure because, you know, Elio was being kind of distant with him for, like, after that. Yeah, and so he's like, "Well, shit." So he sucked him off. So we'll talk about my least favorite scene in the film then, if we're gonna do that. Oh, the scene where he's about to eat the cum peach. So that's (laughs) my second least favorite scene. It's it's a it's not a like the thing is it's a weird scene altogether. The the peach scene and then him about about to eat the the cum filled peach. It's a weird scene. I won't. I won't. Not gonna pretend it's not. (laughs) But but. It's it's still like it still feels like within the realm of the characters. Like it does, I'm not like yeah, it's yeah. awkward to kind of watch. But I thought like, it was I'm still funny. not. I was like, yeah, eat that yeah. fucking piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, so what's your least favorite scene? <laughs> it's just the scene where they're in like the little pool <clears throat> or like the lake. They're in the lake after like they they've had their night together. Which one? And then oh, um, after they had their, their first night. night. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. And like they go to the like lake or whatever. Yeah. And then they come out and he's like, Are you gonna hold this night against me? Yeah. And then <clears throat> like Elio just gives like the worst delivered line of the film where he just goes, No. Yeah. And then that's the end of the scene. See, that's, <laughs> and I was just like what? It gave him more insecurity, his Elio's yeah. response. Like he knew it was disingenuous and I think it was supposed to be. You know. But it it just felt like a really abrupt scene. Like the scene was really quiet and soft <clears throat> and simple and there wasn't talking really, like it was just it was really reserved and then suddenly they have this kind of abrupt conversation and i get that maybe you're supposed to be delivering that it's a little awkward between them now but i felt like it just kind of it took me out of the scene like it just felt like more of like it didn't feel like elio giving a disingenuous response it felt like timothy chalamet giving a bad performance um that's possible that is possible but uh i didn't i didn't feel that way about it actually um, okay. No, I honestly felt like it was supposed to yeah. be abrupt and, and weird like that because you want to yeah. make the watcher feel the awkwardness, and I think it succeeded yeah. in that. Um, Maybe it, I, I can agree a lot that of it was scenes... probably his Sorry, weakest scene uh, for mm-hmm. sure because he was just so good in the, the rest of the film. Uh, that yeah. was probably his weakest scene. Um, pretty much that entire entire scene up until they get back to the room. I felt like was pretty uh, <clears throat> weak on on the actor's point, mm. which I mean it's a hard thing to convey. You're trying to now act using almost solely body language, which is a, yeah. another language altogether that they're throwing in this movie. Um, <clears throat> you can probably like if I were to watch this again and pay closer attention to body language, you'd probably get a whole another story as well. Um, yeah, and this movie I think does benefit a little bit from a rewatch, especially. From your point of view, where you didn't know that this movie was going to be about this love story between these two guys. Yeah, I thought it was like, a beautiful story. I, beautiful love yeah. story. Yeah. 
I, I think I think watching the film again, you you can see the subtle kind of jabs that they put at each other or the subtle looks that they give to each other. Well, I did see um, that. Remember, I just yeah. I took it with yeah, a as you said, you're because... like, is this gay or is yeah, it European? Exactly. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Let's start. Uh, that's going to be our new podcast, guys. Uh, is this gay or is this European? <laughs> that's a song in Legally Blonde, the musical. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Yeah. I, don't it, I think the chorus goes is he gay or european so many shades of gray <laughs> oh boy that's hilarious yeah that's uh and the and the only reason i know that is because of uh my brother yeah i was gonna say because <laughs> he, he, he fucking loved legally blonde the musical yeah i was gonna say kid. i thought he did yeah um yeah but damn dude that's hilarious is this scares <laughs> oh shit okay yeah. that's great that's fantastic yeah. uh wow dude i'm looking at my obs right now Mm-hmm. And uh, when yeah. I was recording on my laptop, my CPU yeah. my CPU usage was like around four to five percent, sometimes spiking yeah. to ten percent. On my desktop, it's at point six percent. It's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I thought my laptop's good. It's at point two four right now. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Sorry, it's at two point four. Sorry, oh. that's point two four. <laughs> I was say, Jesus Christ, you have a monster of a fucking CPU yeah. in that thing. No, no, it's at point. It was point two nine now, but. Yeah. Sorry, two point nine. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, two point nine. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I did notice those things. I just, you know, yeah, I was like, okay, didn't know just, what they were this supposed is to just be European, is how I was yeah. thinking at first. So, at what point did you realize the movie was unfolding to like their relationship and their story? Um, <clears throat> probably when he put his shorts over his head and got into a weird like I'm gonna take it from behind. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, wait, hold on, those shorts, why is he doing that? And then he's getting like yeah. in a weird, like, I'm going to get fucked in the ass kind of position. And I was like, this is totally gay. Like, you can't say that's European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just straight up. He's, uh, well, I guess I'm not going to call him gay. Uh, he's definitely bisexual. But you could tell he didn't yeah. have, like, real romantic feelings towards the girl. Um that he was getting close to it was more yeah. so like uh you know physical attraction like yeah it's having sex with her felt good yeah. and everything but he still immediately mm-hmm. thought about the guy afterwards and yeah. probably during, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised yeah i i think that his relationship with her is just it springs a little bit from like, because obviously they're kind of into each other a little bit at the mm-hmm. start of this and they've yeah. probably known each other from summers before yeah um but but a lot of it i think comes from because obviously he's he gives her such a cold shoulder right in the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's not till uh oliver starts sleeping with chiara or whatever her name is i don't think they Uh, ever slept together i think they do no i think it's supposed to be i think it's supposed to try to show us the perspective of uh elio because elio thinks that they did yeah because remember um, uh, when he said that he was going out all the time, Elio was like, oh, I thought you were. And he's like, I know what yeah, you thought. Yeah, he's just chilling on the balcony. Yeah, he's like, I wasn't going out having sex. I wasn't but, doing anything. So there's some of that that I don't remember. Like, I'm trying to remember from the book of what they say. Mm, and, like, in okay. the book, it's it's hinted that he sleeps with, like, pretty much half the village. <laughs> I'm sure um, it's hinted that way. Yeah, because yeah. that's, that's how But then you realize <laughs> that he's just on the balcony kind of thinking for mm. nights and nights and because he always like shows up in the middle of the night and yeah uh, elio like notices and like constantly noticing him coming in yeah and i i think the i think 
maybe you can tell me if if the movie does present it this way because i can't remember now now knowing what the movie is about mm-hmm. and always knowing like watching the film it always seems like he's he is into oliver from the start but the book starts off also like because it's written from kind of a first person so he's like constantly talking about how much he he just does not like oliver so like it comes from a point of like hate to begin with of like yeah. he just annoys him so much yeah but like in the movie it seems like it's just very obvious it's an it's projection it's just he he knows that he's attracted to him he's angry that he's attracted to him so he's instead taking that attraction and making it into anger and directing it that way i would say that's that's a little bit how the movie portrays it um how you're describing right there uh he's like angry that he's attracted or whatever and it bothers him um yeah i think that's an accurate description of how the movie does it and uh because at first the kind of vibes uh oliver gives me is like oh he's just trying to be a a wingman for the kid because remember when he like grabbed his shoulder and massaged it or whatever yeah and then he called the girl over to do it to him yeah so i was like oh but i think just trying to be a wingman. yeah but uh nah he, he really wanted to he really just wanted to touch him yeah yeah but it was weird I I think the relationship is is really nice. It's really, there's an interview with, I can't remember if it's the director, if it's uh, Andre Asimov who wrote the book. Uh It's an interview where he said that he wanted to, because he said he did, I I might be incorrect in in like paraphrasing how exactly he said it, but he was talking about how um, he doesn't like it in movies when like people who are clearly attracted to each other don't do anything about it. He finds it stupid and doesn't think it's real, like Uh real life. Uh-huh. um because like in any so he he wanted to give like an excuse and a reason as to why it takes so long for them to finally end up together um oh, and so why. he was like well <laughs> you know the like homosexuality in the 80s uh-huh. in you know northern closed off mid- small town italy uh-huh. like it's it's gonna be harder for them to express their feelings toward each other um especially when like you said about uh kind of expressing emotions toward other men as mm-hmm. Oliver is so quintessentially American, it's going to be harder for him to do that. And he said, so then he also put um, Marcia, or whatever her name is, yeah, yeah. Uh, like in there to show how easy it is between the guy and the girl. Yeah. Like to, to make you go, well, between them, it's really easy. But between Oliver and Elio, that's why there's so much tension between them. So because he, he wanted to make like a summer romance book mm-hmm. but he th- he thought but he wanted to build tension in a real way that felt organic and oh so... it did i loved how the tension was built in because like i said it kept me yeah. on the edge of my seat trying to figure out these guys' situation um mm-hmm. i wasn't thinking like i did at one point but i wasn't really thinking like well what's gonna happen you know i mean because for the most part yeah. i was seeing it unfold slowly throughout the whole story i never felt like my only question was what's going to happen when they get found out because obviously you know yeah. they're going to get found out. I mean, I would yeah. be surprised if they didn't get found <laughs> out. That would have caught me off guard. Yeah. But uh, I knew it was going to have to, someone was going to have yeah. to find out or something. Um, but like the mom just kind of knew from the beginning. Oh, dude, I had a strong feeling the mom knew from the beginning. Yeah, yeah a strong feeling because she was like, uh, oh, yeah, he likes you a lot or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, she then at the end there, she suggested that Elio go with him to uh, the college yeah. before he leaves, and uh, yeah. they can spend time together and just you know have insane sex all the time. <laughs> but, what a wingman! Uh, what a wingman. Great wingman. <laughs> um, 
always has his back, you know. You know. What I'm no, saying? it's. It, I, I think. Yeah, I think the mom. I think the dad kind of knew for a while, but like obviously didn't express it as much as the mom was because the mom was just like clearly pushing him, push, pushing them toward each other. Yeah, she was most of the film. Like Elliot, why don't you go show him the town or whatever, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Go show him this. Go do this. Go do this. Go do this. Yeah, like, and then like it. reading the passage about the uh, the the knight who's too afraid to speak, and that to to die is a waste and to speak is is better. Yeah. And like she's like, do you get the fucking metaphor, son? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mom knew him well. <clears throat> yeah. No, she did. What's crazy to me is I don't know if mm-hmm. you got this, but <clears throat> and I don't know if they mentioned it in the book. But uh, the father is gay. Okay, so this is my this is my <laughs> argument that I get every time, every time, every time. I was literally discussing this with my girlfriend when the movie ended. Yeah, and I was like, said. I really don't get why people think the father's gay. You don't? No, because the movie's not about like I I I firmly think, and I I'll I die on this fucking hill. Now, that's not what his story is trying to tell him. He because the movie isn't about gay love, as I said about like. It, it, uh, with like what the writer was trying to do is he's just trying to he's trying to explore the themes of love uh-huh. and like how it hurts and and fleeting love and love that doesn't last and and like how the grief that you feel when it's gone and like his story isn't about how he met a guy and then didn't sleep with the guy and now he's sad like it the story is about how he met he had an experience with someone but he wasn't he was you know the knight who didn't speak he he didn't have the courage to tell the person how he felt uh-huh. and he's always felt this like emptiness from it but and he's just like saying but you're so lucky that you got to have that experience with someone who you felt that strong connection with that that really only comes once in a while now you may say that you know he's saying this outside of the fact that his son is is gay but the context of the situation is that they are literally talking about his son's coming out I, I just don't feel it. I just don't. I think that's and I think it cheapens the film. I think it really cheapens the film. Well, if, it di- if that's true. Okay. Yes, I agree with you. I think it doesn't matter. I don't think it should matter. Yeah. I don't like. I think making his dad gay doesn't movie, make any sense yeah. to me. The as point well. of the movie is about uh, fleeting love and yeah. the grief that you feel when when you lose something that's so memorable and so powerful that you'll just never forget. Like the rest of your, it doesn't matter. Like, Elliot, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the book, there you um the book kind of end i think ends yeah with uh the dad's funeral like years later uh-huh. and like oliver shows up again uh and they say and they see each other but it's like the whole point is like 30 years from now he's still gonna think back to oliver and the time that he had with yeah. him in that in that one not even that whole summer because they didn't have the whole summer they had a couple weeks they had a week maybe like of, yeah. of the three months that he was there so yeah. like they had so little time but it'll still leave such an imprint on him because of the experiences that they shared together i think it has it really cheapens the film if his father's just like well the only love that's you know that memorable is homosexual ones no so. no, no no that's not what he's saying though either by by saying that yeah that's wrong but that's not what his dad is saying either his dad is essentially uh telling him to 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 go all out with that you know what i mean because he the son hasn't come out yet at this point like in in that conversation that they're having with each other 
he's talking about you know he's talking about their love and he's also talking about yeah. acceptance he's talking about yeah. how he feels for his son and how you know he will always be there and then he then he confides in his son his mm -hmm. past and his history and like i said within the context of everything it, it's heavily implied that he is too yeah either i feel like it's I, I think slightly it, implied well but I no think it... i think it's implied because he was like you know something always held me back you know yeah and he doesn't want his son to hold himself back and he yeah. feels like his son but, has been holding himself back because you know but I, trying to I be think... with girls and all that I think more of what it's saying is just what he's saying is if you hold yourself back from feeling, it doesn't matter who it's toward, but if you hold your back, yourself back from feeling, then what what are you doing in the world? What are you experiencing? What is life if you don't uh -huh. let yourself experience the ups and the downs? Like, that's the whole point of what he's saying is, is like he said, like any any other parent would wish your pain goes away, but I don't because so much of us, so so many of us sacrifice our emotions with every heartbreak that we have but the, so by the time we're 30 we go emotionally bankrupt it's just that's that's the whole point of what he's and that's his line that he says that i think maybe that's just the line that sticks with me, me the most of like the point of what he's saying to him is like i oh, i had a, a look at that line specifically because yeah. I, I interpreted that line way different when he was talking about every yeah. other parent would hope this would just go away but i am no such yeah. parent that's what he says he says i i, I, I no took it yeah. yeah i took that as not like any other parent would hope that you would not be gay. I took that as any other parent would want your pain to go away. But I'm but I no want such to, parent, is what I'm he no says after parent. that. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. in your context, you would want him to keep feeling pain. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I'm saying I don't think and that's And that's, that's the end of the film, is the end of the movie when he sits by the fire crying, he's still happy because, and he's not stopping himself from crying because he's took he took his father's lesson on of letting the pain enjoying the pain because this is part the part of, this is part of life uh -huh. this is the part like regardless of what you're experiencing emotion is what drives life and if you if you do, like sacrifice yourself to not feel the pain then you're you're left empty so yeah, he he lets himself like feel the pain at the end while he sits by the fire yeah yeah i think that was important and that does uh definitely yeah. bolster the idea of fleeting love but uh yeah, um, but I thought that that was him. My interpretation of the film is hit is that's him taking his father's words on. See, with him, I just I I don't interpret it that way, man. When he okay. was saying there's that, a uh, there's an there's an element of this that means that I don't want to try and change your opinion because yeah. at the end of the day, this is a film that I definitely think is a work of art. Yeah, and therefore your interpretation shouldn't become mine. Your interpretation yeah, yeah, yeah. is still correct, but still, but I like the argument. I've never, I've never taken this film, and I really don't, I don't really like the narrative that people take of that the father is gay as well. Well, like, I mean, it's a, it's a common one. And I, I don't agree. get it. I agree with it. you though that mm -hmm. it wouldn't fucking matter at all, <laughs> yeah, whether he was gay or not. Yeah, like it really doesn't matter whether. Well, he's it just gay or it not. just cheapens. I feel like the the what I get from the film. It does that. It's about it's about the 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 ups and downs of life. That it, it does like, cheapen it a little bit. Yeah, and both of them are just as meaningful, and to to not go through the downs mm -hmm. and understand that they are also the same blessing that the ups are. Yeah, is, I gotta say is. when uh, when I heard his his dad say that, when I got that message from it, I thought it was mm -hmm. uh, I didn't expect it to say the least because, yeah. like I said, it wouldn't have mattered whether his dad was gay or not. Yeah. But I knew his dad was gonna say some things like, "Hey, I knew you were gay," or 
bisexual or whatever you know i knew you guys were having a relationship and i was kind of curious how his dad was going to go about saying uh you know his acceptance slash whatever his dad was going to say um That's and another I thing is, is what his dad said. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, his dad's of, speech uh, is like the really famous yeah. scene from the film. It's a um, beautiful scene. And, it is. Uh, it's a. It's just one of those things that you would hope when you have a child, you yeah. would have the wisdom to say to them. Exactly, and so I love what he said. Um, again, I feel I feel like you do. I feel like uh, I, I, I yeah. I wish I hadn't taken the message that uh, that he is gay. But yeah. uh, that's just but, what I felt so too strongly let, towards let me them just, saying. <laughs> let me just straighten this by saying straighten. Haha, pun no pun intended. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, change this by saying, like, even if the relationship he's talking about is with another guy, mm. I don't think that he's gay. Like, I think I, I don't think he's like his wife is his beard. Like, no, I don't think that. I think either. he definitely. I, I think at 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 most, his speech is saying, "Yeah, I was. I, I'm bi." And I also had this relationship with this guy. But I think that people, like, I, the reason why I'm so hesitant to say that it was with a guy is just because I feel like it cheapens the message of the film, which is about overall love across everyone. Like, yeah. the film focuses so much on the love between Oliver and Elio. Yeah. It would, it like, the message becomes so much broader when it's just toward, it. he had a relationship with not even, like, a guy or a girl, just someone. Yeah. Like he had a relationship with someone, he didn't have the bravery to tell them, and he's always regretted it. Yeah, that that like that, it. That I, I don't want to assign a gender to whoever he had that relationship with. That makes sense. Um, but like I said, just because of the overall context of that conversation mm-hmm. he had with the son, it's uh, it's heavily implied that he's uh, not straight. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I just feel like it's. I've never felt like it's heavily implied. <laughs> well, because of the context, man. Yeah. yeah. Again, but again, my, my context for me is him telling his son to not shun, shun like shadow and put away the pain. Like that's what that's what that conversation has always meant to me. Mm-hmm. I think it is and, that as well. Because yeah. he, he says yeah. a lot in that. He, he does say a lot. lot. He does say, does say a lot. I yeah. Says a lot. So I mean, there's a lot of things to be taken from it. But I think this is also an additional thing that is a part of it. Now, do I feel that it yeah. was necessary for him to say and? No, I don't think it was necessary. Uh, do I still feel like I got that message, though? Yes, I did. And, uh, and you're right. Um, I do feel like by getting that message, it did kind of cheapen the moment just a little bit. Not so much so that I didn't feel emotional towards it, because I do that. Yeah. That scene made me feel emotional. It was, it's it was it's, a good it's scene. such a good scene, it and really it's is. it's one of those scenes. Um, so this obviously there's still a scene that happens after this one. Yeah. But I really feel the like the Hanukkah movie, scene is what you're talking about. In a, yeah, the yeah. Hanukkah scene. But like, I really feel the movie could have kind of no, it, it definitely needed that extra scene. But it, the like emotional, more or less resolution of the film uh-huh. is there uh-huh. in that moment. Yeah. yeah um, and I always, I've said this, I think before on the podcast, and I really do think this. I say that's why I say it all the time. Uh-huh. Is that uh, a movie should be um, an explanation to make you understand the final scene. Uh-huh. So like the all the reason why I want a movie to be really airtight and like have nothing that doesn't come back or mean something is because I think that it should just be context everything else in a movie should be context to understand the last scene. Uh-huh. And I think that speech it's a great speech it's a great scene, but if you just watch that scene on its own, you it you just without the context of the whole other rest of the film, it really does lose a lot of it. Yeah. 
yeah. a lot of the impact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like a good intro for a song. You know, when you listen to the song before the song, yeah, like this song yeah. just builds up to it so well. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and you enjoy that other song a lot more. You know, like Coil right before the fucking song after it. I don't remember the goddamn name. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know, song you know what I'm saying. The Opeth song. Yeah, the Opeth, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that's a great I forgot the na- song that it is either. But I, I was going to say <clears throat> Vampolka. <laughs> oh, Vampolka's great. I love that. That's a great intro song. <laughs> it's a great intro song. <laughs> but, uh, I like show people Vampira sometimes, yeah. but like then I forget like without really the love of the song already playing someone Vampolka for two, two and a half minutes and going, don't worry, it'll lead up to something really good is really not, it just doesn't go very well. No, that's hilarious. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Hold on. Hold that thought. I'm very sorry. I need to pee. Okay, alright. I'm oh, back. Damn, I have a fucking headache. Hello, I am back. Hey, what's going on? Cool. Did you enjoy this? Uh... You know, I had the best piss of my day. Oh, that's good. That's good. I remember when you first left to Wales, and uh, we were on our way back from uh, LAX, and uh, (laughs) you had to jump out of the car to pee. Yeah, yeah, we were in traffic, and I had a piss so bad, I thought I could hold it, but I, I had to tell your parents, hey, I, I I need to take a piss really bad. Yeah. So, while the car was still (laughs) at a stoplight. I hopped out of the vehicle, ran across the street to like a Popeyes or a Long John Silver's or something, and <clears throat> I took a piss behind it. And uh, <clears throat> somebody else must have had the same idea, except uh, they decided to take a shit back there too. So there wow. was like, yeah, there was like a human shit. Meanwhile, I'm pissing over there, and I run back to the car because it was still at the stoplight, and uh, I was I was relieved. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was like a bush. That's at least the story I remember. Oh, the, well, there was a bush behind like a Popeye's yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember I got, I, at whatever point I got to the UK, um, and my mom told me that story. <laughs> that was, well, fuck. That was the time that I came to the UK. So those first time. So yeah, it was the first I spent time. a week, I spent a week in London with, uh, with, uh, I get, I won't use the last name, but, um, Naomi. Oh yeah. 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 That was good. When she was doing a, like a semester in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had Google maps on the only thing that I like my phone. So I had no service. So the only thing I had on my phone to navigate to where she lived was a screenshot of Google Maps as a photo on my phone. And the reference point for where I needed to go was because she was in um, fucking South what? South, let me look at maps and say what it is. But it's by the London Eye. So I was like, I got off. That was fucking one of the most annoying things on the planet. Like I got off the train or yeah, I got off the train from the Gatwick Express. So mm-hmm. getting up from Gatwick Airport to to central london um and i was like i got off the platform at london victoria yeah. and i was like how far is it to the london eye and the lady was like oh you're gonna need to take the the train sorry so she lived in southwark or southwark or whatever it's gonna be probably called <laughs> um but uh yeah she, she was like you're gonna need to take that bus and i was like really is it that far? And she's like, yeah, it's really far. And I was like, 
No, I just like which direction? Just point me in the direction of the London Eye. And she was like, "No, it's take that bus. It's too far." <laughs> and I was like, "Fine." And I just picked a direction and started walking. <laughs> Um, because I was all I, I the London Eye is on the river, so I was like, all I have to do is hit the river and then find out where it is from there. Uh-huh. Um, and the the fucking London Eye is like a thirty minute walk from Victor- London Victoria. Oh, so why the fuck walk. she thought I needed to take a bus was ridiculous. Because man, over there people think fucking short distances are far as shit. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> I and I <laughs> I was like walking. I went a little bit the wrong way to begin with. So I actually ended up heading north, and I needed to go east. Uh-huh. And I was, like, going north for a little bit. And, like, I was kind of admitting to myself I was maybe a little lost. <laughs> and I, like, walk up to this, like, couple. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, I'm kind of lost. Do you know where I am? And they just look at me with blank stares. And one of them goes, uh, we're Swedish. We don't know where we are either. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> hold hold like, on. Hey, hey, give me, give me one second. I gotta, I'll no get, be right back. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Hello. So, um, I may have to may have to cut this a little bit short, uh, about thirty minutes or so. Okay. In like about thirty minutes, or like now? No, in like about thirty minutes. Okay. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, something came up, and I have to go run an errand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um. So, do you have anything else that you want to say about the movie? Or do you, are you happy to give a score now? Uh, I mean, I really liked it. I was a little bit drunk yeah. while watching it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so did you cry during the speech scene? Oh, yeah, dude. That shit was... The father's speech, yeah. Yeah, the father's yeah, was, speech, It yeah. was beautiful. It was absolutely yeah. beautiful. Um, you know, you don't He does, hear... like... I think he does the best job acting in the whole movie, honestly. The father? Like, there's still, like... Yeah, there's still some lines where, like, I feel like <clears throat> when I watch it on repeat, like, you when you know when, like, you watch a movie, and, like, on repeat, and, like, uh-huh. you kind of get taken a little bit out of the film because, like, you know what's going to happen. So you're kind of looking for how people are acting as opposed yeah. to being completely immersed. Uh-huh. Um, when I do that, like, some of the line delivery for by either Army Hammer or, or uh, Chalamet is, like, it just feels a little off, but like the dad just feels like he's just he's just like a live creature who's just they filmed on set. Like he just like he like he's not a character. He feels like somebody they're filming in a documentary. He just feels real. He just everything about his lines, every line he says just feels so organic and natural. Well it might be a little easier since he has a whole lot less to say. <laughs> he has a little he has a lot less scenes. Yeah. But... <laughs> But uh, no, his delivery was really good on a lot of them. Like in the yeah. uh, scene where he's looking at the uh, the statues, yeah, you know, like he, that was very well spoken. He's just a well spoken character in general. He I was think. a very well spoken character. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but uh, oh, thank you. I was about to, I was about to cuss my wife out because she didn't bring me my tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Wait, you didn't put sugar in this? It better be enough sugar. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not enough sugar. A half a spoon. A half a spoon? Yeah. 
That's not enough sugar. That's not enough fucking sugar. Reese agrees, and he's from fucking the UK. You know what that means. He's the authority hey, on tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this shit. Hey, man, that's the best compliment I ever got in the UK is when I make people tea, and they go, this is good. Yeah. I'm like, they're, but it's always like a, a shocking way to say it. They say <laughs> of course, because like, you're like an American made good tea. A good tea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad, babe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, your score out of ten. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, unless you, uh, unless you have more things you want to talk about. Um, I, well, I was talking about something, but then you brought up the dad. You're talking about the <laughs> uh, the performances in the film being really good. Yeah, yeah. The performances in the film were really good. Uh, the weakest character, I definitely say by far, was probably uh, you said his name was uh, o- Oliver. Oliver is Army me. Hammer. Yeah. yeah, he was probably the weakest. One of the Winklevine. <laughs> he yeah he is um but yeah dude he was definitely by far one of the one of the weakest i was gonna say where the hell was he from again that it is yeah. the social network was the last thing yeah. i saw him in um yeah but uh he was super young in that in the social network yeah yeah it's it's yeah. the one thing about the social network that really doesn't hold up is the doubling effect doesn't it oh doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hold up well no. at all it just looks a little bit too fake oh sometimes. damn i haven't watched it in forever but anyway yeah. um yeah so i mean he to me was the weakest character out of everybody um i got the vaguest amount of feelings from him and i feel like you were supposed to get vague feelings but i yeah. felt i felt vague about his vagueness like, <laughs> yeah so i didn't like that yeah. I get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. it, it, the intention is from his point of view, because the book again is written from his point of view. Yeah. So like, it's supposed to be kind of like you're not really sure where what he wants from the situation either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just I, I don't know. I feel like it could have been done a little better. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've, it's uh, just a, it's a difficult with... act to to pull. It is. Like imagine is. being an actor and being told now give you know. I want you to let the audience know that you're kind of into him, but like, not really like, I want it to be ambivalent. So be like ambivalent, but into him. See, that's why he (laughs) gave me the vibes of being like a wingman though. Yeah. And I feel like it could have been done just a little different, uh, to make Mm -hmm. me not feel so much as a wingman and maybe, maybe a little bit more intimate because it felt Mm -hmm. less intimate, more wingman. Um, Yeah. I think some of the, well, one of the reasons I think he's cast is because he is kind of like a, he almost looks like a quintessential, you know roman statue of a man like he's just oh i think tall the, i think the big young boy looks built like chiseled jaw i i always i always feel like he like army hammer is you know freaking timothy's uh side profile Tim <laughs> Tamar, yeah uh elio's yeah. side profile man that, that's yeah. a cute boy dude I'd fucking no, he's, he's he's definitely got a, a large fan base around him because of the fact that he's a cute little boy dude i'd dabble in a little bit of that <laughs> but yeah, whereas, so, whereas I dabble in a little bit of army, well, maybe not with army because <laughs> you might try and fucking drink my blood. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, uh, yeah, I thought he was oh, he was a cute kid. Um, yeah, but uh, he's gonna be in the new Dune. Have you seen that? The trailer the, for that? The kid? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. He's in. He's in Dune. He's I, gonna I, play the prince. I haven't played paid attention. Oh man, dude, yeah. I'm so excited for that shit. But let, hold on, let me finish this shit. We can talk about Dune. Um, but anyway, um, we should we should do a movie. We should do Dune. Oh, dude, that reminded me. Okay, oh, so this fuck. movie. Is, yeah, you do have a, a suggestion that you need to give. Also, I, I already know what my suggestion is. Okay, cool. Um, cool I cool. mean, what better to follow this other than uh, Ituma Matambian? Uh, 
Oh yeah, you did say you were gonna do that. That I would forgot. be a fantastic yeah. follow up to okay. this film, I think. Okay. Because it's it's about. So call me by your name. We haven't even touched mm-hmm. on what that means yet. Uh, yeah. I think it has to do with self love, like pure and simple. I think it it has two meanings. That, like acceptance. you said, it has to do with self love. Yeah. But I think also it's it's to it seems it's like a red herring almost like it it is it comes of, yeah. off as like something like this loving quirk they have between them mm-hmm. when really you know he's literally saying I want to tell you I love you but I'm gonna put my name there instead mm-hmm. yeah like and that it's 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 a pretty big red flag yeah on his part like it's it's him saying the only person I really am looking out for is me mm-hmm. and that's it like whatever you're doing that's your business but i i just want to have a good time myself mm-hmm. like so i love me but i feel so like i'm gonna call you oliver because that's who i really care about i feel like so okay so i feel like oliver um is denying himself oliver is falling mm-hmm. into the same trap that uh elio's father did mm-hmm. where he you know he didn't uh he didn't go all the way he didn't uh, there was yeah, something holding nervous, him back yeah. There was something holding yeah. him back, and that's exactly what happened to Oliver. That that happened to Elio's dad, and I feel like both of them are trying to tell him not to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't let something hold you back. Um, yeah, and, I can kind of see that, but yeah. I feel like there is there's a larger element of Oliver is kind of an asshole. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, like I said, I don't really like Oliver too much. Yeah, I like Elio, but um. Elio's a good character. Not, I feel I'm so bad for Oliver. for Marzia. Oh God, dude! <laughs> when when she was like, "Am I your she girl?" She says, "I love you." Well, no, that that's fine. That didn't bother me. Yeah. It's it's when she was like, "Am I your girl?" And he was just like, "Shrug." I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, Marzia oh, was so, so cute. Oh, she's just she's just she just wants to be. And then like, she had to say, there like, yeah, for him. I'm afraid you're going to hurt me. And then he fucks the shit out of her and then hurts yeah. her. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid you're going to hurt me. He's like, nah. And then he does it. <laughs> <laughs> hurts her immediately. Oh, yeah, God, dude. Uh, that made me fucking sad. It's just, you can literally cut to, like, like uh, her being like, I'm afraid you're going to hurt me. And he's like, no, I won't. And then it's and just a SpongeBob, like, two seconds later. Yeah, it's <laughs> just shrug. Like... Am I your girl? Shrug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the thing that hurts me every time is the uh, I love you, and then he fucking rolls his eyes. He like, did. He did roll his eyes. That was fucked up, dude. Yeah, because, it was like, so fucked he up. He did that right to her face. Yeah. And then she was like, let's be friends. Yeah. And then he said something cute, like, forever. But I, yeah. the rolling the eyes kind of caught me off guard because I, I, I didn't understand. It didn't feel right in the scene. Um, it di- it's not that it didn't feel right because he's he's in a really bad place so he's not monitoring his response yeah like, yeah it was definitely in a weird way, way reactionary but then why would he yeah. say for life like did he just like change his mind all of a sudden like okay i'm not being stupid about this anymore like you know what well, I yeah, mean? He's, he's just really hurt like he's acting like somebody who's been really hurt it just felt uh kind of it's really what he said afterwards you know for life like mm-hmm. he wanted her to be yeah. friends for life but you just rolled your eyes at her. To, it feels contradictory, <laughs> and I'm feel, it, it does feel feels contradictory. weird, yeah. kind of. So that's why I felt weird. Uh, rolling the eyes, though, felt in character for him. The for life part no, after did, that yeah. didn't. It just felt weird mm. at the time. Um, but I, I do appreciate that they are trying to maintain a friendship, and I I feel yeah. fu- I feel so bad for that girl. It feels, I feel bad for <laughs> fucking Chata as well when she fucking shows up to the bus oh, to I say know. goodbye to Oliver, and he's just like, <laughs> and I've been avoiding like, you this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm avoiding you this whole movie. 
and then the mom's like, come to dinner. Invite Mar- Marzia. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, invite the two women who've just been fucking snubbed for these, by these guys. Dude, they can have the dinner mom, with us tonight. What if the mom fucking tells them? So, they're both gay. <laughs> I think they both knew, like, because obviously Marzia knew the whole time. She was just like, are you with me right now because of him? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, really early on. And mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to be, like, what do you mean? Like, fucking, because that's that's crazy. Which I think is, like, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, as Americans, we have this kind of cliche view of European culture as being mm-hmm. a lot more free and a lot more Yeah, like, open. like what I was saying. Yeah. So, with her being, like, just, like, like not at all phased by the fact that he clearly has feelings for Oliver. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, emblematic of that. No, I don't, I don't think so. Because um... I think... I think it's more of a jealousy type thing because Oliver Maybe. was going out with uh, Chada. Yeah. And remember yeah. he had said, oh yeah, she's got a better body this year and all that shit. It almost yeah. sounds like jealousy. Well, yeah, that, that whole that whole day, they're just like throwing jabs at each other to make uh-huh. each other jealous. Like he's like, I almost left Marzia and then he's like uh, rubbing in her, her, like his face that he's like clearly like making out with, with Chada all the time. Like uh-huh. it's just like, they're they're both just trying to one up each other to make each other feel shitty. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, guys do this shit in, you know, in America as well. But it, it isn't yeah. implying that you know, oh, I'm making you jealous because I want you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, it's I think there's the, well it's hidden. in a different context. I think there's definitely this kind of context with people that you're into, like yeah. people who you're like. You're trying to be like, well, I've got someone else. Like, I don't need you because yeah, I yeah, have yeah. something else going on. Exactly. Like, that's that's something. And it's, I think it's obvious that that's what the scene is. Is like, it is. Them, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't pick that up at first because I wasn't sure people mm. were gay yet. So <laughs> you weren't sure people were gay yet. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I no, saw I, I that think, scene very differently. Yeah. There's also the element of. Uh, like and it's I, I forget again who what interview I watched where they talked about this where they said that one of the reasons they made them Jewish in the eighties is like to already show that they're they're already in a position where they're, they're conditioned themselves. to to hide who yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like where he says outside of me and my family, I think you're the only Jew who ever stood foot in this town. Exactly. Like yeah. and but also there's the fact that like and that's I think what, what Elio is initially like intrigued by Oliver by is how he wears the star of David so proudly and he's like oh I can be open about who I am yes yeah, like that's, that's... An, he's like realizing that's an option yeah that was another thing I picked up as well I, I hadn't mentioned it yet but the yeah. uh, I, I had understood that and I thought it was cute yeah. when he started wearing the uh the star again yeah. I was like oh it's he's... there's a lot in this movie to unpack it's really just got a lot going on yeah it's 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 sweet I love the movie I thought it was great mm-hmm. I give it a solid nine okay yeah Yeah, great i'm actually really happy about that i I was kind of worried i didn't know i thought this movie because well let's start off with the fact that i i really love this movie Uh like like my girlfriend's like it's okay like it's a good movie she thinks it's okay well she made a really good point okay what's that when we finished this film she said i think so there's a movie that we watched last year Uh called a portrait of a Portrait of a Lady on Fire, or okay. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, yeah. um, which I think I mentioned in our 2020 recap video, uh-huh. or uh, podcast. And that movie, like, I like it, uh-huh. but I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And she likes this one, but she'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Okay. And she, But she loves Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh-huh. A Portrait of a Lady on Fire is also about a relationship between two women who have to hide it. 
Oh, okay. And huh. so she's like, Am she's I sensing like, bias? I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but she's kind of saying that that's essentially what it is. She says, I think there's something about a portrait of Lady on Fire that that she was saying like like she she can relate to and understand so much more oh, okay. as a woman. Yeah. And she's like, and I think there's something about Call Me By Your Name that you as a man can relate to and understand so much more than I can. Uh, pro- probably. I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. That it, I wonder if she didn't feel that same emotional feeling that we might have gotten when the father was having his speech with the son. Uh, I bet she was crying, and she's seen that movie before. <laughs> oh, she was. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a good fucking. Okay. All right. Cool. Good. She does have a soul. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I kind of I kind of see what she's saying, and I yeah. think she might be right. Like, there is just something about being a woman that you and i won't understand of course and there's something about being a man that she won't understand that like will make me love this movie a lot more than i would love a movie about sisterhood because at the end of the day this this movie is a little bit about brotherhood are you telling wait hold on are you telling me you don't like sisterhood of the traveling pants reese i you know sisterhood (laughs) of the traveling pants is just i think i'm just too much of a misogynistic piece of shit (laughs) oh my god dude i can't believe that movie exists (laughs) I can't believe that movie exists. All right, what, I can't what, believe somebody approved that title. Uh, isn't there like two of them, two or three? It's like two. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so what's uh, what's your rating? Because I, I give it a solid nine. I think I think pretty much anybody should watch this. I don't give a. Sh- I mean, okay, yeah. if you're a homophobe, don't watch it because you're having a bad time. But also, yeah. go fuck yourself. But yeah, like okay. So what what do you think? I think I, I so I give it a nine out of ten. Oh, nice! It's so close to being a ten for me, but there's just a few things, a few scenes that I don't like mm. that that kind of same, keep exactly. it away from that. Yeah. And those scenes, the scenes are really just because, again, like as someone as I've read the book, like the movie, the book is in first person. So there's a lot of stuff mm. that is delivered to you via thought monologue that now can't be delivered to you that way in the movie so they there's just these like really weird short scenes that happen every once in a while that transition you to what's happening next Mm -hmm. that just like appear out of nowhere like the scene where the parents are like uh, Oliver's got to go to the university. I think Elio should go. And it's like, okay. like, And then that's the end of the scene. Like, that's the yeah. whole scene. Mm-hmm. And it just feels, like, abrupt and weird and just to let us know what's going to happen next. Like, there doesn't mm-hmm. feel like there's any other point to it other than that. Yeah. And so th- those scenes really kind of diminish the movie a little bit because, and I get that it's challenging to try and convert something that's first-person point of view to something that's kind of third-person omniscient. Yeah. Um. But it's just those few scenes that really just kind of bring it down in the level to me that that don't make it perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything else on the movie is perfect. The acting, the the dialogue is is really good. It's awkward when it needs to be. It's it's like perfect when it needs to be. Um, the messages, the subtle hints, the like everything you could ask for from a movie, I think, is in this movie. But mm-hmm. there's just a few scenes that really bother me. Yeah. So it gives it, it gives it just a nine instead of a ten. Same, same. I mean there are a few scenes that bother me as well and and for me also a couple of uh a little bit on the acting just because like uh i really just the uh oliver the actor who played him really wasn't my favorite i think he looked the part quite well like you said Mm -hmm. um and he did well enough but i don't think it was the best not enough for me to be like yeah every actor was great i can't say that and if i can't Mm -hmm. say that it's not gonna get a 10 um, yeah, there's a. I got, no, a I got a question for you. Did you ever watch The Lighthouse? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. How yeah. was it? Good movie. I want to watch that. It's really good. Um, I I'd like say it was... small cast movies sometimes. Yeah. So well, that's a small cast movie. Yeah. It's got three people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just it, for me it, it it allows the actors to really shine. So yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was, it was good. I I I liked it enough the first time. The second time I watched it, I liked it probably a lot more. Mm. Um, and weirdly enough, I got a different kind of ending from the two watches that I had. So I'm almost like hesitant. I don't really want to watch it a third time Yeah. in the sense that I'm happy to just have like the two versions of the ending that I have. Yeah. Cause I don't want to watch it and be like, okay, the first time I was wrong or, Oh, the second time I was wrong. Yeah. I kind of want to just be happy with the two interpretations that I have and be like, that's, that's, that's the it. point of the film is it's kind of ambiguous. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Yeah. I got to watch that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we, for the most part, agree on this movie besides yeah. give or take one or two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and, it, really... I think we agree on the film in terms of how good it is, but in terms of the message, maybe we disagree, but you know well, I think I you love... get what I'm saying. Well, no, it's just no, because no, I think feel like that... the overall message mm-hmm. we both receive is the same. Um, yeah. I just interpret it one of the things a little different. Yeah. But I think the end message yeah. is still the same. Like I, and like like I said, like I'm not saying that it's not a guy that he had that relationship with. Yeah. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. assigning a gender to it, I think, ruins the Cheap film. It, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. message. The message is just that love and pain and happiness and joy and sadness yeah. and sorrow, they're all worthy emotions. Yeah, see, I still get that same message. Yeah. But I just also think he was gay. <laughs> 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 yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Oh shit, dude! I was gonna say something. Um, oh yeah, like so. I've seen I've seen a couple of like uh, you know gay movies, I guess you could say, or, or movies mm-hmm. about love and it mm-hmm. transcending you know uh, norms and whatever. And I gotta say, this is probably one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah. this my my problem with the idea of like it there being like a this is a gay movie subgenre. Is I feel like it, and I I get that it could it, it it definitely fits in this category. Well, but I feel like there are certain people who would discount it and not watch it because it's considered that. Well, see, which is yeah. it seems really stupid that I just want to go. Well, it's not a it's not a movie about gay people because yeah, exactly. I don't want other people to not watch it because of that. Like I I just want to I just want to put it in a different category of really good films about love. Yeah, like, I feel like. I feel like it's important to stress that this has nothing to do with their their sexual their their sexuality, but only about their uh, capacity to love another person. Well, see now, Reese. I think to ignore the fact is is inappropriate. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I can so, see that. So, I, see it, that. I yeah. don't want to discount that. Uh, but mm-hmm. yes, I would put it plain by itself in a category of being one of the best love films I've ever seen, yeah. regardless of it being you know. Uh, yeah. not of the normal a, type of sexuality. <laughs> it's like the okay, so for an, a director like uh these may be movies you haven't seen, but mm-hmm. Xavier Dolan, mm-hmm. um who his first movie is I Killed My Mother. Oh, like wow. that movie <laughs> is wait, spoiler alert, he doesn't actually kill his mom. <laughs> um but like that movie is about uh, a gay son uh-huh. and his relationship with his mother. Yeah. Now, the fact that he's gay is is kind of irrelevant in the film. It's mm. more of about the turbulent relationship with him and his mother. Mm. So to make that a movie about it's like this is an LGBTQ film. It's like <laughs> no, it's it's a movie about a, a kid and his mom. Yeah. Like, that's really all it is. Yeah. It like, kind of pigeonholes it. Yeah. It but like a, mo- a later movie that he made yeah. called Lawrence Anyway is 
is like it's about a, a trans woman like and it's like okay i can see how that movie just you can put that in the lgbtq category mm-hmm. like i uh, like the movie is about her transition yeah so like that's that's kind of like there is a love story behind there but really the whole movie is about the transition yeah, yeah. so like yeah you can put that there um but like the other like there's just some movies where it's like just because there's elements of that in there doesn't mean it needs to go in that category it's, yeah. it's a movie just about people experiencing life yeah and that's what i want from a movie i, I just want a movie that shows me what people go through in life like especially things that i'll never be able to re- like live myself yes and some movies in some cases situations that i hope i'll never have to experience mm-hmm. like a movie about a refugee like Daypan, which is a movie about a, a, a sri lankan refugee moving mm-hmm. to france yeah i'll never know what that life is like but i'm happy i get to see a little bit of it in a movie so i can empathize with it when i when i see that situation yeah now see it's funny i was telling my wife about that actually when uh when we first started watching well when i first started watching this i was telling her like uh i like movies like this it, it really did just the way that it started out it really just felt mm-hmm. like we were watching these people experience their life and then yeah. as we were watching them experience it things started to unfold and unravel and we started to actually see the point in the message of the story um yeah but it felt very much just like like life you know and i yeah. I really liked that about it um plus it's in three different languages so i love it <laughs> of course of course anything yeah. as long as it's got three different languages nine out of ten yeah. <laughs> i'm like sitting there like trying to like when it when it's italian i'm looking at the subtitles when it's french i'm like oh look up i want just trying to understand it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was interesting uh yeah. i liked it it's good i just yeah. it, again it, it's exactly what i would want in my later years i'm mm-hmm. just sitting at a table in some fucking middle of nowhere village just having people come around for dinner every night and like you know just mm-hmm. uh, just speaking different languages everywhere it's like uh, it's a dream it's a dream <laughs> yeah well you'll get there one day as long as, as, long as you <laughs> stay out in europe <laughs> yeah well say, if you not a America, not a citizen of europe anymore though am i oh i guess not I guess because we did an accident of Brexit. <laughs> an accident. Oh yeah. Um, geez, how is that going over there? Uh, it's it's better than it than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, like we're not we're not nearly as fucked as we like. There's definitely things that are not good uh-huh. right now, um, in terms of businesses and stuff like that. But you're kind of not feeling the full brunt of everything because a lot of businesses are, are still in lockdown. Yeah. So nothing's been able to kind of restart and find out how to work its legs mm-hmm. with, with all that like going. Cause like at the end of the day, big supermarkets are still going to have trade deals with countries. Yeah. Like, it's still going to be a thing. Like yeah. it, we're still going to, they're still gonna be able to import food and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it's a, it comes down to the smaller businesses, mm-hmm. which are really quite like uh, like you know fucked over and closed during this whole lockdown yeah um so nothing's really been open enough in the uk to to find out whether or not brexit has been as terrible as it would be but on top of that everything's been shut down in france and germany and stuff like that so in a weird way the pandemic essentially leveled the playing field yeah because now it it doesn't like (laughs) yeah it softened the blow because the whatever economic hit the uk was going to get the economy's already ruined everywhere. <laughs> it's already fun, so, so. Yeah. So, like, We're the UK good. is just like, oh, things got, like, maybe a little bad, but, like, France also got bad because, mm. it, like, and Germany also got bad, and Italy and Spain, like, because everywhere is kind of fucked right now. So yeah. it's kind of made the playing field a little bit more level because everyone's economically struggling. Mm. Yeah. 
That makes but sense. we're also having the worst economic recession in Europe. And that's probably some like people are blaming the pandemic and like and and the pandemic response, but I think some of it is Brexit. It's just kind of in, in the underbelly of it all. Yeah, combination. But I still have um, some of my savings in Euros. Well that's good. Yeah. I did that before like in, in November, just mm. in case. Yeah. I was like, worst case scenario, it's the same. Uh, worst case, or no, worst case scenario, I, you know, I lose like a hundred or two hundred quid. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't, I didn't turn too much into euros. But, um, but it was like, you know, I, I got a little bit like, I got a little bit panicky. You know, like I bought like rice. dry foods, like rice and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And I, I pulled out like, I pulled out cash and and then trans and like not only did I transfer to euros, I pulled out a bunch of cash from my savings. Yeah. Because Greece in twenty twelve. You like people in Greece couldn't pull out more than sixty quid from their account every day. Oh, that was like because the banks yeah, like had impression. so little money. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was really bad in France in in, in Greece. Greece. So it's yeah. like, even though we're still a big world economy, like it still could happen to anybody. Yeah. So I just I I panicked a little bit just to make sure everything was fine. Well, Reese, you but, know what you should have done? You should have bought stock in GameStop. I should have bought stock in GameStop. <laughs> I should have done. To be fair, I should have bought stock in GameStop. Yeah, have you seen that shit? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. What, what's crap. sad is like in early 2020, Robinhood uh, gave up trying to make a UK app to trade in the UK. Oh, lame. And I was really upset about it. But yeah. now um, I'm like, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm over here just like, nah, I think I'll stay away from the stocks. I think I'll just get uh, Roth IRAs and let them yeah. do I mean, the trading. It's a I slow mean, route, but it's the secure route. Yeah, yeah, but, but you and I, 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 I just... I just feel bad for like how many I think about this all the time like how many years ago you were telling me about Bitcoin. Oh god, yeah, and like, a long time ago. I I told you you were a big dumb dumb because like not that you have any Bitcoin. No, like, no, you didn't I buy didn't, it either, didn't, but like I didn't have money. But we when, were broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even then like Bitcoin was literally like pennies. It was like it when was, you were, it was cheap, yeah. When you were telling me that Bitcoin was a great thing that will meet that'll amount to a lot. It was pennies. If we'd invested back then, right early this year, Bitcoin hit ten grand yes. a share. Yeah, actually, it hit higher than that, thirteen, I think. Probably higher than yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. So I think about that like every time I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, I still think Bitcoin's stupid. I don't think it's worth it to me um, because I care more about I care about more about how secure something is versus how high yeah. it can go because it's very high risk. Bitcoin can be worth like nothing in the next day because the way that it drives up its prices is, is literally how they did it for GameStop. Uh, yeah. The more people that are into it, the higher it's worth. Yeah. And once people are just like, uh, never mind, it's not, it's not the big thing anymore. It'll just drop. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing with, but that's that's in stocks in general is yeah. it's it's trying to figure out when to pull yeah. your money. And that's the difficult thing. And Bitcoin, the thing that bothers me about Bitcoin is that nothing backs it. Yeah. With stocks, you're actually backing a product or a resource. Well, you say that, but GameStop, all the stores are still shutting. Like, they're still a failing business that have high stocks. Yeah, but you could take control of the company having majority. You still have something. You have literally something. If you have majority of all the Bitcoins, you can't take control of nothing. You get nothing. It's just... Yeah. It's literally fantasy monopoly money, like <laughs> that people have yeah. decided is worth something. That is yeah. the craziness of Bitcoin. 
But and, uh, I mean, gold is something that people decided is something. Yeah, but gold actually has use. <laughs> it only has use because we assign it use. No, 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 no. It has use in electronics. It has use. It has use in electronics now. It has use. But when heat people shielding. originally, when people originally chose gold, it was because it was malleable, which oh, means yeah. you could put a stamp of someone's face on it, yeah. and say that this is ours. Uh, yeah, and that's it. In the past, yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah. today, these days, uh, it is. It is. You can. It's got to yeah. use. Yeah, it's like yeah. in Minecraft. But, I mean, dude, gold yeah. is useless in fucking Minecraft. Yeah, gold is useless in Minecraft, yeah. Got all these damn gold blocks, and I don't want to do shit with them except have them because they look nice. (laughs) No, well, now you got to wear them, though. Remember the nether? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got to wear at least, yeah. yeah. It gave, like, one use to it, so I just put, like, you know, (laughs) fucking gold booties on them. Well, I like making, I think you need gold to make, like, a golden apple or something. That gives you pretty good benefits. But anyway, I got to go, man. Uh, Okay. uh, For the next week, if you guys want to keep up with us, Itumama Tembien. Uh, it's a movie I haven't seen in a very long time, and I'll talk about why I watched it originally on the next podcast. It's a, okay. it's not a fascinating story. It's Doesn't quite it embarrassing. Mean, and your mother's doing well? No, no, and your mother too. And your mother too. Tambien yeah. means too. Okay. Yeah. Or it means Didn't. also. But also. Yeah. Okay. You wanna? Do you, do you know how to say also in French? How do you say it? Oc. <laughs> it, just, it just sounds exactly like also. Uh, yeah, so, it so it's one of the easiest words to memorize. <laughs> All right, man. But anyhow, yeah, Itumama Tambien next week. I'm excited. It's been on my list for a long time. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Bye.